Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Like, yeah. just like wearing like a full suit of armor with like a banana. <laughs> it's like, come at me, bees! I dare you! <laughs> ah, the face hole's too big, Tim. They're getting yeah. me. Ah. Face holes. Yeah, they always go through the eye holes. <laughs> They're coming through the eye holes. Get out of my eye holes. Ah, that's amazing. Oh, I love this. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's podcast. So there was this really interesting tidbit from the local news where I'm living at in Clarksville, Tennessee. They issued a burning ban. Have you ever heard of a, a burning ban before, Yeah, Jimmy? burning ban is a festival in the middle of the desert <laughs> in California. Wait, no, it's not no. California. Is it California? I can't remember. Burning ban. This burning ban uh, was issued because... Uh, it's been pretty dry. Right. There has not been much rain, of course, and it's pretty windy. Not to mention, this is about the time that a lot of farmers are bringing in their crop of corn. And if there was a fire, of course, it would mean sweeping disastrous effects. So whenever you're looking at a lot of these forest fires that are going around, you usually have uh, someone that is going to be there to let the public know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they ought to watch out for these forest fires. You know, like right. uh, what, what, what's that guy's name? It's 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 a fucking uh, Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear, the anthropomorphic bear. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a tumultuous situation that I find myself in because on one hand. Only I can prevent forest fires. And on the other hand, I don't like to be pressured into thinking that I'm the only one that's going to be able to prevent those kinds of things. So, fuck him, right? <laughs> like, fuck Smokey the Bear? Fuck Smokey for, the Bear! For putting responsibility on you, the individual? Yeah! not yeah, set shit I on fire? If I in public, if I ever see you, Smokey the Bear... In public, I'm going to pull over on the side of the road. I am going to throw rocks at you. I am going to make aggressive gestures, and I will charge at you. It seems really aggressive, Tim, and uncalled for. It's totally uncalled for, and it's worth the $4,000 fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. That brings us to our first story here, where we talk to you about a Saskatchewan, a.k.a. Canadian redneck, who did exactly as Tim just stated. So there, there was this, this bear that was just on the side of the road minding its fucking business. It was a grizzly bear. And there yeah. were some photographers that were taking pictures of this majestic beast just doing whatever the fuck bears do, mostly looking for picnic baskets. And while they were taking these photos, this big red truck just pulls off to the side of the road Two dudes run out of their truck immediately. One of the dudes rips his shirt off and starts screaming at the bear as loud as he can and throwing rocks at it, daring it to fight him. This guy's got something to prove. Holy shit. he's doing? You know how there's big dick energy? This is the uh, definition of little dick energy. Well, he is driving a (laughs) big-ass truck. Yeah. 
So uh, if you're trying to embody the passionate red color and, of course, a a large vehicle to prove to everyone that you don't have a tiny little wiener, uh, what better way to do it than to uh, just roll around in one of those all day? And whenever you see any bear, it's a must. Yeah. You got to pull over and you got to get out for that shit. Seriously. You got to fight it. Yeah, I mean, and of course, the, the the big red truck had those giant metal balls just, like, dangling on the back of it. You can just see it. You can just see the balls swaying back, as, back oh. and forth as they pulled off to the side of the road to go you're, yell at the bear. You're talking about truck nuts. Yeah, truck nuts. Yeah, truck nuts. Uh, man, I want to get some truck nuts for my Yaris. That would be, be the funniest thing ever. Yaris nuts. Usually, whenever I get to see the truck nuts... Uh, I just kind of shrug, and it's just like, why? But if I saw someone that was ballsy enough to put truck nuts on a Yaris, I'd be like, that guy knows how to live. I want to That's get my like, hero. I want to get Yaris nuts so big that they're going to like drag on the pavement and make sparks. Yaris's are already so low to the ground, I think you could just get the standard truck nuts, and it would automatically just be dragging <laughs> on the ground. It's just whoever's driving behind your Yaris would just be like these nuts throwing sparks at them. Every, but it'd be amazing because like no one would tailgate you. No one wants sparks flying out their car, even though they're not going to hurt them. They don't want it to happen. That guy's Yaris nuts are legit. Damn, it's amazing. I'm not even mad. That's so. I want to drink a beer with them. Hell yeah! So this guy, Mister Mitsuing, Mitsuing, he was fucking 35 years old. You're old enough to know better than to attack. The godless killing machine that is the grizzly bear. Seriously. This is ridiculous. In Banff National Park. So I'm pretty sure that Banff is uh, also a term that means badass motherfucker. Exactly. You know, you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, Banff. Banff except yeah, for... badass. So in Badass Motherfucker National Park in 2015. So this is a little while back, but it's just recently that this guy came to uh, came to trial. Yep. Um, so what's he been doing since then? <laughs> Has he just been like trying to like fight up any kind of wildlife he can find? Mr. Possum, I fucking <laughs> see you playing dead. Don't you try to get out of this fight? Yeah. Mr. Raccoon, you stole all my goodies. Yeah. You bear, you little thief. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me. So he's Hold gonna me throw back. Rocks. He's going to rip his shirt off, and he's going to get into a boxing stance and fight all these little Cinderella-esque woodland creatures. Yeah, we have some pretty glorious pictures due to this because the uh, the wildlife photographers took pictures of him shirtless screaming at the bear. So it's these nice, like, super high-quality HD photos of him just yeah. screaming shirtless. Oh, that's amazing. It looks good. Oh, man. Oh, this is great. Uh, so... Towards the end of the recording, uh, so they're, they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, interview him, see what was going on. Uh, the warden asked where Mitsuing was going, and he replied, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dot, no. dot. I was trying to go golfing. I was trying, I was trying to go golfing. <laughs> so <laughs> the only situation that I can imagine is playing out, which, hey – Totally legit, and I might do this multiple times during the podcast. I'm gonna side with Mitsuing on this one because if he's legitimately trying to go golfing, you know he's got he's got a tough par five ahead of him, right? right? He takes a swing, and as he does, 
a grizzly bear just rushes past him. And when he rushes past him, he's like, you know what? Fuck this little Saskatchewan guy. What the fuck? Fucking Canadian. I'm going to take his shirt off. And he, like, rips his shirt off as he's going, messes up his stroke all in one motion. And then Devin Mitsuing's like, man, I don't even know what the fuck just happened. But there's a fucking grizzly bear. And he's got my shirt. How did this all happen? So Devin Mitsuing, of course, has got to fight the bear because uh, it messed up his golf. It messed up his golf swing. That would make a lot more sense if it if this happened on a golf course. This happened in a national park on the side of the highway. They didn't. Oh. They didn't even make it to the golf course. So yeah, he was just drunk. He was, yeah, they were just hammered driving this truck on back roads, and we're like, "Oh shit, dude, it's a fucking bear, man!" I don't know what Canadian rednecks sound like, but just yeah, translate that to Canadian rednecks. Canadian, Canadian, hey, Mister Bear, can I fight you, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the silver lining here? You got one? Oh shit. Uh, I, the silver lining is that these photographers that witnessed this happen were able to call the authorities and uh, get this motherfucker fined for doing his totally. stupid ass bullshit. Because if they hadn't been there to photograph the incident, then who knows? This guy could still be running around harassing wildlife, just random bald eagles and who knows what else. I think that if he had been like, uh, uh, like extremely successful in instigating a fight with a grizzly bear, we probably wouldn't have to worry about this guy much longer. So, in all uh-huh. honesty, the silver lining is Devin Metsuing survived. Like this guy probably just would have died. Mm-hmm. He, he would have died in a really terrible way. Like, I can imagine few ways. Uh, more painful to die than to be mauled by a grizzly bear. It's true. That's fucking terrible. Best story. All right, congratulations, Devin Metzling. You made it. Damn straight. Ugh. Well, for those instances in which you just can't hold in the thing that you must say, like, fight me, fucking grizzly. <laughs> we got another one for you. Come at me, bro. Come at me. A judge in Bermuda has recently made a few, shall we say, inappropriate comments. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, this guy uh, was uh, Carlisle Greaves. He was Greaves. Uh, Greaves. Yeah, he's got the most badass name. I Judge he, Greaves. Yeah, it's that. Uh, is it Outliers or Freakonomics? That uh, mentions if you have a particular type of name, then you'll try to live up to the expectations of that name. I don't know. You know that, that's why uh, I'm a colossal failure because my name's Jimmy Ladhorn. <laughs> Lad, that's a really awesome name. <laughs> oh, thanks. Is it spelled with two D's? It is. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying it's not a. It's not a lawyer name. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what is it? What's a lawyer name? Uh, Kenneth John Horn. Kenneth John Horn. What about what about Troy Harris? Is that a uh... Troy Harris? Yeah, is that one? Um, maybe I don't know. I'm, I don't have. What about, 
What about Colford Ferguson? Mm, sounds like a mayor of like a small mountain town. It sounds like a guy who gets shot in this court case because I'm just reading off the article. <laughs> okay. Damn. You got me. Shit. You got me, Tim. Got him. Uh, so Carlisle Greaves, uh, this guy was a junior Supreme Court justice, and he was presiding over a murder trial in July when he said some 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 things. <laughs> Some things that no judge should ever say in court. Now, what happens in the privacy of your own home, or in this case, in your own bedroom, it's up to you. You know, I'm not going to get into that. That That's totally fine. You say whatever the fuck you want. In fact, if your partner is encouraging you to say such things, like, I would encourage you to do so. You know, right. that's just that's just what you got to do. We're yum you know? yummers. Yeah. We're yum yums. We're we yum. like the yums. You just you, you just guys yum it up. We discussed this on a previous episode. We are not yum yuckers. Yes, we're yum, we're yum yummers. Yummers. Yeah, we're we're gonna yum up all your yums. <laughs> so you know, whatever you're doing in the privacy of your own bedroom, if it's consensual and both of you are into it, we're into it too, and we approve that message. But so, this happened yeah. in a court case in which mm-hmm. some sensitive material was being discussed. And so within this murder trial, what led up to the fatal shooting and murder of uh, the victim in this case, there was there was some sex talk, right? There was some sex talk leading up to it, uh, describing the events. And Judge Greaves, instead of just listening to the proceedings like a normal judge would, he had the audacity to say in the middle of court, man... All this sex talk is beginning to make me horny. Yeah, dude. Just like pretty fucking awkward in any this? context. Yeah, he was he was like he was getting there, you know? Like he had to let him know. Yeah. You know, there's and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? I don't there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Unless you're wearing fucking judge robes. Exactly. It's Jesus. just like walking around with like the uh, lower end of the judge robe just like sticking out like he's got a third arm. It's just like, what the fuck's going on under your robe there, Judge Greaves? Like, I'm sorry, all the sex talk's beginning to make me horny. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and that's totally what I'm talking about, man. It's not his fault. Judge Greaves had been an exemplar of a judge from the point that he graduated law school up until the point that he uttered this phrase, and then everybody's getting on his ass. It doesn't make any sense, Jimmy. You have no evidence to back this up. I totally have evidence to back this up, so hear me out. So Judge Creeves, he told the court, all this sex is beginning to make me horny, right? Right, like now, a disgusting pervert. That's No, 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 no. No, that's not at all. I'm going to I'm gonna take the devil's advocate approach here because we're in court. All this sex beginning to make me horny was a phrase that was uttered in sheer desperation. This guy had been an absolutely fantastic judge. Okay. He had presided over many, many court cases. I mean, the guy was – he was fucking uh, – uh, he, was, he was a junior Supreme Court justice. Right? That doesn't necessarily mean you're good, but please continue. It does, but it made it, he made it very close to the top. And this guy had all, all, everything to lose, right? There, there was no way 
that he was going to fuck it up with this phrase unless he knew that he absolutely had to utter it. So imagine that he's in the middle of the court case. Following. And he's hearing these guys talk about the very thing that makes him horny, right? Okay. It could be anything, but in this particular instance, you know, I mean, this this, this guy is hearing numerous instances of, uh, you know, people saying fucking pussy. Maybe it's just like it fucking snaps. You know, it fucking snaps for him, right? Like he just hears these words. He like he knows what they mean, and he's just like, oh shit. Oh man, like this is exactly what does it for me. I didn't think that anybody was ever going to say it in a courtroom. And and now we're here. You know, like I thought I was safe in the profession that I chose that nobody was ever going to fucking say this right here, but right here right now it's happening. So I think that I owe it to the people in which I am presiding over to let them know that I cannot resist all of this sexual pressure. So he ultimately has to tell them, guys, all this sex is beginning to make me horny. Okay. Like he didn't say it like he was a pervert. He didn't say it like he was like grimacing the whole time and like winking at people like, all this sex is beginning to make me horny. (laughs) No, he said it, (laughs) he said it like he was timid and scared, right? Like, I like I like the idea of of Judge Reeves just like his like forehead just like pouring sweat yeah. right like the sex talk has like gone on for like too long it's making him comfortable he's got tightness in the pants right he's just got got like sweat beating on his face and he's got like a little kerchief a very professional judge kerchief and he's just like I'm sorry but I I have to say. Oh, this sex talk's making me horny. And he's just like ashamed. Just like looking down, just like dampening all the sweat on his yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Please forgive me. Yeah. This poor fella, right? Probably not, but I, I like to imagine if it was like a sex, if it was like a sketch comedy skit, it would be hilarious. But since it's real life, it's just kind of sad. Yeah, for real. Uh, and, and due to his uh, inappropriate remarks, uh, they ruled that the uh, perpetrator of the crime of the shooting uh, guilty in this case. Uh, now the uh, defendant in this case, so the lawyer is trying to get a mistrial due to judge grieves inappropriate comments so maybe they'll get a mistrial maybe they won't uh not really certain but what i am certain of tim is that we need a silver lining for this story well hmm i would say that uh the silver lining is that a judge can be honest regardless of the situations they find themselves in that's probably not the silver lining (laughs) I say the silver lining is probably more like uh, they, they might get a mistrial. Like, I mean, in the instance that I, I don't think there is, <laughs> I think it's just like a clusterfuck. <laughs> like, any way you look at it, like if the judge happens to be uh, a little bit less than, um, uh, like, um, oh my god, what's the fucking word I'm looking for, Jimmy? God, less than competent. If he's less than competent, okay, perfect. If he's less than competent, 
then uh, maybe they get a mistrial. But what if these guys are actually guilty? And what if he actually needed to be present during this fucking trial in order to make these motherfuckers guilty? You know? Yeah. They, they need to deliver right. a verdict that put him in a slammer. Yeah, we have no idea who's actually innocent or not in this case, so it's it's hard to make any big old uh, uh, silver linings based on how the trial was carried out. So, I mean, I guess the uh, it, yeah, it's either is Schrodinger's silver lining, either it's a silver lining that uh, the guy is innocent and they might get a mistrial based on this guy's words or it's a big fat fucking gray cloud of sadness because they might get a mistrial for this guilty motherfucker so who knows yeah it's hard. depending on what what's uh, actually at stake here it's it's really a toss-up so uh speaking of judges uh how would you feel tim to be judged for being too poor to be provided poor housing as in like affordable housing well- uh, I'd be okay with it. Surprised, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That sounds really shitty. I'd rather not be judged in this situation. Um, it does seem pretty shitty, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I feel like it's just like piling on people that already have a lot of trouble. Yeah, it, it definitely seems to be the case. Yeah, like so, the people that are homeless already have... Uh, enough uh, enough stigma associated with them that they don't necessarily need to also uh, have the, these like uh, additional stigma just piled on. Although it it makes it easier, right? If right. someone is stigmatized, some, it yeah. makes it easier to further stigmatize them. Right, like people in prison, or yeah. you know, furners, or I don't know, people that don't have a lot of resources. Fur, fur, furner, what did you say? Furners. Who are they? As in foreigners. I'm, I was saying it in an ignorant way. Oh. <laughs> furners. Uh, furners. Yeah. You know, furners. Yeah, you know, furners. <laughs> oh, touche, Jimmy. Yeah, the, the furners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, so speaking of furners, this uh, story comes to us from the UK, and uh, there have been some recent studies that have shown that people who would normally qualify for affordable housing in the UK because they make under a certain amount of money make so little money they're being denied from these affordable housing units even though they're not supposed to be denied from these units because the affordable housing units were created to specifically help these people. So it's uh, pretty much a giant shit ball of sadness. Yay! Catch twenty twos. Those are fun. Yay! It's good, like a conflict within a narrative. Yeah. Everybody likes a good story, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the UK is doing that for us. Oh, they it's are. Uh, so, in the way in which this is happening, is there's this thing called uh, universal credit. In the UK, where basically, if you're unemployed or make under a certain amount of money, you can apply for a universal credit, uh, which I guess would be the equivalent of what I guess some people would consider some form of welfare in the United States. And uh, then you can use this universal credit money to pay the the small amount of rent you have to pay for these affordable housing units. 
The issue being that it takes five weeks to receive your first universal credit payment. And so these affordable housing landlords are still within the private sector. So they uh, have the capacity to deny people housing, even though they're not supposed to. Well, and, and, and requiring them to pay up first month rent, what? even though they're not supposed to do that. What, what, what gives them the power to do that? Uh, private sector. Private sector. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know what other words to say. Be shitty people. Uh, uh, private sector. Oh, no. A- 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 ask ask me in a different way. Phrase it in a different uh, way. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, how? Let's see. How could individuals who know other people need help be heartless enough? to not offer them assistance in their time of need, even though they know that it would be in their profitable and lucrative benefit. Private sector. No! Yeah, yeah, it just seems really shitty. I mean, there there is a trend of people, they call them arrears. I've never heard the term arrear before. Uh, I guess it's a British term for people not paying their rent. I know exactly arrear. Uh, and so to avoid these arrears, they're just flat out denying these uh, poor people that should otherwise be receiving housing from them. Okay. <sighs> this is a this is a bogus situation that we find ourselves in here. Yeah, it's, it's very bogus. Oh man, it's, it's bogus for uh, a plethora of reasons. I've, I've read in uh, studies previous to this particular article that it's actually cheaper to provide housing for homeless people as opposed to just letting them uh, live on the streets due to uh, all the issues that living on the streets cause of uh, incurring uh, health care costs for you know people getting sick for living on the streets and all the uh, lack of hygiene and stuff people have. So it, it's just, from a societal standpoint, it doesn't make sense because it ends up costing society more. And from a humane standpoint, it doesn't make sense because, you know, it leaves people living on the streets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which obviously isn't humane. So we, we've discussed homelessness and uh, topics of this nature before. Uh, it, it, it's it's a universally sad thing that people are homeless. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of a culturally described thing, right? Like being homeless means that you're uh, residing in an area which is owned by someone else. Therefore, you don't necessarily have the right to be there. Therefore, the local law enforcement or you know whatever type of uh, uh, agency that is responsible for upkeeping that area has the ability to do pretty much whatever the fuck they want to you. Yeah. So that, that, that's really the issue more than anything else because if these people would say like perpetual campers <laughs> more so than homeless, <laughs> there's, there's a substantial difference between those two ways of life. I mean, have you been to California or Washington State? Like, there's a lot of perpetual campers out there. If we're going to use those words. Well, perpetual campers. Re- as in, remember, like, report a tent, see a tent. What? What? Wait, sorry. Say Rem- remember, see a tent, report a tent. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, are these perpetual campers and homeless the the same folks? 
And are they being targeted by the same institutions? Probably. I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion we should just, like, build fucking dorm houses and let homeless people live in there so they can actually reintegrate with society. Reintegrate with society. But uh, that's just my uh, my opinions. Well, it's a good opinion, Jimmy. You got good. Opinion. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, this is just an uh, yeah. It's a it's a sound. It's an echo board for, uh, for high five. So, yay! Hey, uh, Tim. Yeah, all that shit that you say that I grew with. That's some smart fucking shit you say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's some smart fucking shit. Well, still, like when we this is the UK, right? So it's a yeah. slightly different situation. They have less landmass. They still have rural areas. So if we were to distribute that land area amongst the inhabitants there, there's a possibility that all the people would still be able to live there with, uh, you know, relative individuality. We don't necessarily have people, uh, that have to live on top of one another or on top of, uh, um, city benches and, and, and the like. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to people who are perpetual campers, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This is only an issue for the communities that deem it a problem. And in the instance that these people are saying, like, ah, you know, these people can't like sleep out in the open or can't have a tent or you know what have you, uh, are these people that are simply just like they're they're giving up on having any type of roof over their head whatsoever? Wait. What's the question? I'm sorry. So, like, if, if these people were to say, like, so, so they're having trouble renting, um, they, they're having trouble acquiring affordable rent, right? Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of these private housing agencies are deciding that they don't have the uh, credentials uh, yeah. to be able to afford first month's rent or, or you know, wh- whatever type of, yeah. of contract that is – necessary of yeah they 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 are they're acting as gatekeepers right yes so if they decide just simply not to do that they're going to be constantly persecuted by the lawmaking bodies of the UK right yeah why what the the wait the homeless people or the renters the the homeless people oh why because they don't because we ostracize homeless people i don't i mean i mean that's really the that's really the answer to the question that's the answer to all the homeless questions like fucking leave them alone just fucking leave them alone i mean or or you know take one like either a leave them alone or b do something to fix their situation like if you're not going to make their lives better just like yeah you can't you're better off just leaving them alone but occam's razor like just leave them alone just fucking leave them alone. Like if they if they want to reintegrate, let them reintegrate. If they want to do their own thing, let them do their own thing. Like there's no reason. There's no reason to yeah. be like, hey, you know, like you have to live in these like dorms and you have to like eat from our soup kitchen. Like if they're totally fine, just like living out in like a park somewhere and like occasionally eating out of a dumpster. Like let them fucking do it. Like. Somehow I doubt most people want to do that. But I, okay. If they, if yeah, you're right. for the 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 percentage of percent of homeless people that want to do that, I agree. In my uh, you know freedom loving libertarian stylings, that they should be allowed to do that if they want to. Yeah. But if they don't want to, I, I would like to think they should be afforded something better. You're totally right, and I agree with you, Jimmy. Like if if they have <laughs> some type of predilection towards 
uh, reintegrating back into society. I think they, they should be allowed to do so. But in the instance that they don't, just fuck off. Yeah. Just let them do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, Hell yeah. Anyways, that's that's enough posturing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm done on this. Do you have any silver linings? Uh, uh, silver lining for the homeless people in the UK <laughs> is that they all have really cool accents. They all have jobs waiting for them being uh, talent show judges in the United States. we got to import these British homeless people to the United States because nothing is more classy than having a British talent show host criticizing American talent. We just love that shit. Hell yeah. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Simon Cowell with like the fucking the, 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 the America's Got Talent. It's like ever since that show, it seems like every show that's like some kind of like America's Got Talent or You've Got the Voice or whatever the fuck they call these fuckity fuck shows has at least one judge panelist that has a British accent. Because Americans goop their pants every time they hear a British accent. Uh, that, is, that is the fucking truth. I love the term goop. That's pretty great. Yeah, they goop their pants. So what we got to do is is we're going to save money on these expensive posturing assholes from the UK that have a background. And we're just going to start importing UK homeless people to be the judges, and I'm sure they have something way more interesting to say than any of these fucking assholes they have on TV now. Shit. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't know how to do I'm because in my brain, like, every homeless British person has, like, a Cockney accent. It's just like, well, governor, they got a... At one time, I was doing the crocodile. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> injections in my arm rotted off and that kind of remind me of the dance my buddy did in his death thralls i don't know <laughs> it's like wow that's really fucking dark uh what's your name again governor mcfiggins uh we're pretty sure that's not your real name but yeah governor mcfiggins my name happens to be fucking Antonio Brown, and I <laughs> like to fart in my doctor's face. It's like, wow, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're doing, Antonio Brown, but that is an excellent segue. Hi! I don't need to buy my $11,500 in face. I'm going <laughs> to fart in my doctor's face. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to reach into my wallet, and what I have here in my wallet is, and cups his face. Yeah. Oh God. And he farts in his face, and that's a yeah. segue. Uh, so we're talking about Antonio Brown. For you sports folks out there that actually recognize that name when I uttered it, uh, you guys, I know what's up, and Jimmy and I have no no idea about sports. <laughs> Yeah, we're not sports people. We're not the sports ball, uh, sports ball of fans you know of. We have not day. Uh, we don't know nothing about the sports ball, but we it. report to you now. I know not miss sports ball, but what I do know is that Antonio Brown happens to be an asshole. You guys yeah, probably he's kind know of a piece this. Of shit. This guy 
yeah. he owes $11,500 to Dr. Victor Prisk, who happens to also give him these, uh, these orthopedic exams. He's, uh, he's testing his body fat. He's basically treating him like a racehorse, right? Like he's like, he's, he's, you know, gussing him up. He's like measuring all his parts. He's like, oh, yes, your leg width is uh, several centimeters larger than it was last time. That's pretty great. Oh, man, you're really, you're really hitting the gym hard, Antonio Brown. Good job. You're, you're doing, you're doing pretty great. And then he farts in his face. Oh, like that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, so uh, you're getting to that age now. How old is Antonio Brown? Uh, I think he's like 30-something. Okay, so he's nowhere close to that age. Yeah, but we're just he's that old. Antonio oh, Antonio Brown. You're, you're getting to that age now. I gotta, you know, I gotta put this glove on and put my fingers up your butt. Antonio Brown's like, <laughs> Okay, so I entered the name Antonio Brown into my search board several times, and every time I enter it, I get a different story about him being a sexual offender. So, uh, that's something. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we consider a bad something. All right. So he is 31 years old. 31. 31 years okay. old. And he's 5'10". So, he's shorter than both Jimmy and I. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, but he's a wide receiver, this article tells me, which means that he doesn't have to be big he's just got to run fast and receive yeah he's also uh, in 2019 he was traded to the oakland raiders who then made him the highest paid receiver in the league yes so this dude is rich as fuck yes so to give you an idea let's see and I, I love how wikipedia just like gives you the seasons i want to click on the 2018 season oh man there's so many records he scored so many points. He's yeah, so he, awesome. What, oh, my wait. God. Jimmy, let him get away with anything. <laughs> Don't talk about the story. Let's just pass on him. Forget the fact that he farted in his physician's face. <laughs> Weren't you telling Say me that, that he's like fast. farted in his physician's face? Farted in his physician's Fart. face. Farted in his physician's face. Farted in his physician's face. <laughs> God, that's hard. That's hard. Okay. Uh Weren't you telling me that he's, like, I don't know, made the most yards of any receiver in his time in the NFL or something? That that required me to know about sports ball. I swear to God, you're the one that told me that. Uh, Okay, don't care. It's boring. All-American sixth-round pick. I don't Durka, Durka. Oh, I see right here. He's a chaos magician. And he has farts that make people love him. That's pretty cool. I wish I had that superpower. I don't. I don't think that is. What? That's what it says right there. Um. So, uh, it seems what? that Doctor Prisk was aware of the fact that Brown had a flighty, <laughs> flighty air quotes, uh, reputation for not paying his bills. 
More like a party reputation. Yeah, uh, but that's really uh, the just the tip of the iceberg for this motherfucker. Apparently, more like tip of the asberg. Tip of the asberg. Yeah, tip of the <laughs> sexual assault rateberg. And this guy uh, was accused of at least three separate accounts of rape. So, ah. Uh, I don't think that's okay. That was his former uh, trainer, by the way. No one said it was okay. Yeah, definitely not okay. Definitely not okay. No uh, one was implying it was okay. What? Am I playing it? Was, what? No, 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 no. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you, <laughs> okay. Um, not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Uh... He also had a situation in which he invited somebody to his home, someone from Sports Illustrated, in order to paint a mural of him, and he shows up in just a towel, which is classic. Like if you want some, like holding a like a, a just like holding a towel over his genitals, be like, hey. uh... I'm here for my mural painting. It's like, excuse me. But if you're the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. You probably get this inclination that all you have to do in order to have sex with somebody is show up in a towel. You had to show up naked. It's yeah. like this is the part where we have sex now, right? It's yeah. like no. This is a this is a surprise to me. Are you guys gonna write like another news article on this? Like yeah. I'd rather you not, but I mean, hey, do what you want. It's not gonna stop me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this guy can't be stopped. In all seriousness, uh, <laughs> I really wish he would stop farting in his doctor's face, though. Like, that's, I mean, it's not even funny at this point. Like, at first, it's like, you know, like, haha, you know, like they're. It's like, okay, maybe it was an accident. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we all fart sometimes. We've all farted times. We, we didn't want to, like, when we're in the checkout line and there's a big line at Kroger's or you're in a crowded elevator. Or you're in a quiet library and everyone hears it. Like, it, it happens, right, to the best of us. But then when, once Antonio Brown is like, hey, doctor, my, my finger hurts really bad when I bend it. Can you check it? It's like, Antonio, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch your finger. It's like, but doctor, when I pull it like this, it hurts really bad. I think I fucked up my joint really bad when I caught that ball, when I caught the ball last game. It's like, Antonio, I'm not going to pull your fingers. Like, no, serious, doctor. I think I fucked it up. I think it's broken or something. I don't know if I want to get to play anymore and pay you that $11,500 that I owe you <laughs> because my fingers fucked up. It's like, all right, Antonio, I swear to God, I'm going to check your finger. All right, here I go. <laughs> Antonio! <laughs> Fucking got him. Son of a bitch! It's like, haha, <laughs> he pulled my finger. It's like, I know what I did! And I regret it. Oh, that I, I regret every second of it. That fucking fart is so gaseous. Oh my god! It's this cloud that's so big. What's the silver line, Jim? Uh. Well, with all of the uh, rape and sexual misconduct cases against Antonio, this $11,500 fine he has from his doctor is the least of his worries. And um, he's got a lot more coming to him because, uh, you know, kind of seems like a piece of shit. 
So hopefully this actually uh, becomes something and the people who have uh, suffered as a result of him hopefully get paid and receive compensation uh, for what's happened to them. Here, here. That'd be good. Um, but it's probably not going to happen because this guy's wealthy as fuck. Anyways. It could happen. It could happen. This guy could be held responsible for his right. misdeeds. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes when people do shitty stuff, they do ultimately get held accountable, right? I mean, usually when they're poor people, I'm guessing this next guy's poor, but you know, like, this next guy, while being poor, also did some shitty shit. What, like, like you, you threw hot coffee on people? I don't know if he threw hot coffee on people, but he did burn people with hot coffee, so I, w- I would call that unsavory activities. I don't know. I don't want hot coffee thrown at me. I, I certainly don't either. And from the way that this article is, is labeled, it sounds like he threw hot coffee on them. It's a bit misleading. It is a little misleading. It's it's definitely a a uh, clickbait. So this is a classic click clickbait material. It very much is. We're talking about Charles Prince, age 54, who frequented the Nashville, Tennessee McDonald's. It's like your neighbor. Yeah, pretty much. About 40 minutes away, man. And this guy is throwing hot coffee on folks. It's not good. Well, he's he's knocking over hot coffee, and then the, the coffee spills and then burns people. Well, maybe. It could be that like he knocked it over in such a way that it like flips over and hits him right in the face. I, I guess. You're right. It's possible. You're right. It's totally possible. This guy is throwing <laughs> hot beverages on employees. So the shitty part about this story, this guy is taking advantage of the fact that uh, uh, folks are in indentured servitude and waiting on him hand and foot. Like, yeah. these people uh, don't necessarily want to be there, obviously. They're just yeah. following the rules that the, yeah, that's basically set for them. Everyone working in the food service industry is basically, they're basically indentured servants, especially once you start getting in the stuff of, like, wait staff and, like, you know, waitresses and waiters that are getting paid $2 an hour. Like, they're basically indentured servants. Yeah, they really are. And this guy is like, oh, you guys serve me watery coffee. I'm like, watery coffee? We make it. Sir, yeah. this is a McDonald's, sir. Yeah, like, go to <laughs> this is <laughs> go to your local, like, barista. Like, this is not going to be, like, the right. cream of the crop, fantastic fucking coffee man like it, Sir, your expectations are way too high uh yeah. may i remind you you're in a fucking mcdonald's sir yeah we're making the coffee just like we make it every other time like you don't like it go fuck off and buy more expensive coffee i'm pretty sure it's a dollar for yeah. whatever size you want yeah like, I, yeah i'm pretty yeah i don't think the price changes up based on size it's just like how much is your coffee it's a dollar well how much for large dollar small dollar Medium dollar. It's all a dollar. Yeah, it's Do you want it or not? Dollar. Like I want a sixty-four ounce coffee. Cool. Here you go. It's a dollar. Like Jesus, just buy the whole pot so they can make a fresh one, dude. Yes. It's really not that hard. It will cost you exactly three dollars. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, you can buy the whole pot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So. 
apparently this guy ignored the cashier's explanation that the coffee was freshly brewed. <laughs> yeah, we just made it. You, yeah. you got the first cup. And he knocked his cup over the counter and he burned the arm of the female employee. Uh, not cool, dude. This guy is a Definitely motherfucker. Cool. Uh, he was arrested for assault like he should have been. Like, this guy was obviously being an asshole to people that couldn't help the fact that they were making coffee the way that they had been instructed to. Exactly. Fuck them. God. Now, that's a little bit different than a couple of other cases we have here. This article also yeah. lists some... Yeah, like, apparently this isn't a one-time thing. Like, yeah. apparently, like, people that are indentured servants in the, the food industry are burned... By the the fucking customers with coffee on a regular fucking basis. Yeah, so lesson be learned. All of these happened within the last year. Yeah, if you are working McDonald's uh, point of sale, uh, do not work with customers. (laughs) Yeah, and do not work with coffee. Don't do it. Avoid coffee. Yeah, don't work with coffee at all. Just be like, somebody orders a coffee, just be like, nope. We don't have oh, it. Oh, my shift's over. It's like, Beth, you just got here. Sorry, shift's over. Gotta go. Shift's over. Yeah, I quit. I quit. I can't serve <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Just do it because you I'm not putting burned. my life on the line to serve this customer coffee. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. In December, a South Carolina man was arrested for assault and battery for throwing coffee on a 16-year-old employee. He Jesus said he Christ. waited too long for his order of fries. God damn it. Man, what a motherfucker. South I've been Carolina. here 35 seconds. Where the fuck are my fries? You know what? Here's my coffee. It's I don't ridiculous. even want my fries anymore. Man. In March, in Ohio, we had a double check on a receipt. Hey, sir, uh, I'm not exactly sure that... You had the right order. This guy had two coffees in a tray, and he got fucking pissed. So he threw his coffee all over the people that was asking him to check his receipt. Yeah. First-degree burns. First-degree burns. Don't handle coffee. If you work at McDonald's, don't handle coffee. In May, there was a guy in New York. Oh, there was a New York woman. She was arrested for assault after throwing hot coffee at an employee who asked her to remove her feet from a chair. Ma'am, this is uh, New York fucking city. There's not a lot of room. Can you please move your feet off this chair? No! So other people can sit. No! no. I'm not going to move my feet. I'm not it's doing like, it. Please, can you, can you move your feet off the chair so other people... You know what? You can have my coffee! No! He's just... <laughs> And then she throws her coffee and burns. Yeah, the employee was hospitalized for upper body burns. Yeah, everybody knows that McDonald's coffee is like some of the hottest shit known to man. It's seriously, it's like fucking magma from the center of the earth. It's They they really shouldn't make it that hot. (laughs) I'm all for hot coffee, but they they shouldn't make it that hot. Uh, They do do it on purpose! They... (laughs) How it ought to be. It, uh, God. Jeez. Well, you know, there's there's some silver linings here, right, Jimmy? I mean, the silver lining is that in every case of these people burning fucking McDonald's workers for doing their fucking job, the people uh, 
receive assault battery charges and receive massive fines and go to jail. So, I mean, I guess that's good. We have assholes being held responsible for being fucking assholes. I mean, it's yeah. ultimately very sad that fucking peons that have to work at McDonald's because they can't find gainful employment elsewhere getting fucking burns. <laughs> These people are getting maimed for working at McDonald's, man. Yeah, it's That's not safe. It's like it's being in the safe. middle of the pack at Mario Kart, dude. Like, in order to truly avoid all of the pitfalls mm-hmm. that befall on the middle class, you have to elevate yourself above or below said middle class. Okay. Like, all these people who are working at McDonald's yeah. have to serve people who are working at the same class that they are, because obviously right. people that are looking for some high-quality food ain't going to McDonald's. They don't have a lot of money to spend. They want a quick bite. So they come in, they're like, man, 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 I want this. And then these people who are arbiters of the institution in which they're working, they're just like, I don't have any other option but to give you this shitty thing. And they're like, I'm dissatisfied with this shitty thing. I attack you, fellow class person. I don't know. I've I've seen some Porsches go through the drive-thru before. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you folks? What, why uh, would you eat a McDonald's when you're driving a Porsche? Be, uh, Make better life choices. Because like, they it's like throwing coffee at people. I don't know, man. Jesus. That's how, that's how they're able to afford their Porsche. They're like not paying people shit for their labor. That's exactly <laughs> it, Jimmy. They're saving all their money eating at McDonald's. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the best I've got. People that did the shitty shit burning McDonald's employees were ultimately fined and went to jail for their shitty shit. That's all I can say. Good. Well, shitty shit, that's like kind of like saying CFL. That's pretty close. Shitty shit, CFL. Shitty shit, CFL. Shit. Nope, not, nope. Not that close. Uh, it's possibly our worst segue to date. Uh, but hey, we're talking about Trump. Everybody loves talking about this guy. He's Trump fantastic. Trump jump gump. He's the orange orangutan that likes talking about light bulbs and how bad they make him look. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really like talking about Trump because he's an easy target to dunk on and people talk about him all the time. Yeah. But I feel like this is just like a very like special flavor of Trump. This is this is Trump at his finest when he's just like bitching about petty shit that has nothing to do with anything that's important. Like that I mean that's my personal favorite flavor of Trump. And so in this case, Trumpy boy is talking about uh incandescent light bulbs uh and how incandescent light bulbs are good, okay? okay. And CF, and, and CFL or uh, fluorescent bulbs, you know, the swirly bulbs that are more energy efficient, they are no good. They are no good bulbs because apparently, according to Trump, they make him look orange. They make him an orange boy, <laughs> and he doesn't like that. But he looks orange in daylight. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a classic Trumpy being petty over things that make no sense. So, I mean... 
That's what makes it so good. Yeah, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense why he would be so upset about this, but it's true. Like, this guy is saying that uh, the light they emit is no good. No good light. It's no good. No good. It's not the best light. Very bad. It comes from an asshole. Very naughty light bulbs. Very Very nasty, nasty light bulbs. (laughs) Okay? They are nasty. (laughs) They have nasty chemicals in them. Not good for you, bad, bigly bad bulbs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's a damn good impression, Jimmy. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I think that's my second favorite thing is when Trump starts calling things nasty. It's like his like go to clutch yeah. word. We could we could throw a bunch of uh, statistics at you, but I really think that the that uh, it speaks for itself. Like obviously Trump's trying to tell us to go back in time. Like yeah. fuck uh, the CFL light bulbs. We want to go back to incandescent. He's just trying to uh, lessen the restriction on uh, light bulb regulations. Yeah. That's exactly what he was trying to do. That's it. Like, I think it's like uh, light bulb regulation, regulation, God, regulations for the government building. So apparently what, like, like the United States government hasn't done shit when, like, when it comes to climate change. But like one of the few things the Obama era uh, White House did was like, um, I think we should, uh, have energy efficient light bulbs in all government buildings. Yeah, that's like literally the least we can do. And so that's something that they did, right? So like this little infinitesimal thing they did, which was good, but infinitesimally affecting things. And Trump is like, yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, he seriously I don't like it. <laughs> and well, I'm sure it's a little bit more far reaching than just like having a, a certain type of light bulb in government buildings. Um, but I would like to think that government buildings would be even more uh, particular about the regulations they're adhering to or not. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, whoops, we found an incandescent bulb in the Oval Office. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, who, like, is there even any oversight with that? Like, is there, like, someone that literally just, like, walks around fucking, you know, government buildings? It's just like, I'm the light bulb uh, checker. <laughs> I'm the light bulb. Uh, I'm here to check all your light bulbs. Uh, yeah, yep. I would think it would just be like one person's responsibility to change out the light bulbs, and if the the White House mechanic didn't take part in whatever regulation was followed, they would just be put to death. Yeah, you know, they would they would just be they would be immediately beheaded. <laughs> Guillotine. Yeah, you have oh. failed in the most basic of duties. <laughs> I didn't even know we had a basement, or I would have changed the bulbs, I swear. God. Too bad. Come on. Behead him. Yep, yep. He, t- time to die. Time to die. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Wipe him out. He's done. He's done. Blood sacrifice. <laughs> He's no good. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jimmy, do you, ha- do you have any silver linings for this fucker? Um... LEDs! Uh, Fucking LEDs! Yeah. It's not, there's no silver lining for him, but uh, uh, LEDs are better than CFLs. Just go LED, baby! Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could take yeah. the third option. 
Yeah, there, there's always another option. I guess. <laughs> we can take, <laughs> you know, Route C. Yep. I don't know. I Route guess. C. Take it. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's not. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Trump will never cease to amaze me. He's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Our leader, Trump. Yeah. Thank you. The the depths of his pettiness will never cease to. He's so fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Trump. How fantastic that word. Well, I guess on uh, that note, guys. If you all are interested in getting in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at syndicatempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us on Twitter at cynicempowerme1, or you can like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment, and you can also message us through there. We would love to hear from you, and it would mean a lot to us if you would let us know what in this depraved fucking world is making you sad. Yes, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you, our faithful listeners. Let us know all of the things that make you sad. If a judge has ever said to you, you're making me horny. If mm-hmm. someone has ever spilled coffee on you, please. If, if anyone's farted in your face, if intentionally anyone- or otherwise... If anyone has tried to start a fight with you and you're a grizzly bear, please respond. Rawr, rawr. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Only you can prevent forest fires. Something like that, right? That's how a grizzly bear would respond if we asked it to, right? Right? It would be only, wearing like... It would be only wearing like... you can prevent... Our future sadness by reaching out and letting us know you exist. Yeah, and it would be wearing like a cute little like uh, a cute little like forest ranger hat, you know, like one of those ones with like little dimples in the top. And you're always like, man, like that state trooper is wearing that brim way too low. Why is the back of their head shaved? Oh, I get it because there's that little strap back there that like holds their hat to their head. Yeah. It's pretty weird. I'm sorry. If any state troopers are listening to our podcast, I don't mean to make fun of you, but it is really weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, most hats just kind of naturally stay there. Like, what's the point of that strap? Uh, yeah, I get Why is that strap there? Because the, the cranium kind of, like, curves back towards their neck, I guess. Yeah, so but like, cowboy hats don't have the strap. <laughs> But, They're kind of shaped similar. Well, they just sit on the top of your head, but you still have, like, the, the people that have the shaved heads. And when you're out on the range, you don't have time to, to shave your head. So it just kind of, like, dunks on top, right? Like, you go, balonk. And, like, then you have, like, a 10-gallon hat that just kind of sits there just in case you need to fill it up with water or make some coffee, Right. Is that why they're called 10-gallon hats? Yeah, because you make 10 gallons worth of coffee in your hat. And then you can, then you can throw it at the nearest McDonald's worker? <laughs> yes! Yes! Fuck yeah, Jimmy. 10 gallons worth of fucking lawsuit right in your face. That's I love That's fucking great, Jimmy. That was a great joke. I love it. I think think that's it. I think I'm going to end on that.